Hello. Uh, welcome back. You know, I think I've just kind of opted out to maybe stop doing my intro all the time because it's starting to feel really, um, I don't know, impersonal, you know, not personal. I just want to say, hey, that seems nice. Um, I listened to my last episode and I noticed that the audio kind of sounded shit. I don't know what happened. Um, I was using the same mic that I used in past episodes and it just didn't come through right. It sounded like I was recording in a moving car with the windows down. Um, not sure what was going on there but I swapped out my mic I've been meaning to do this anyway I just didn't I have a better mic for recording and you know better software to record on to when I just for some reason I wasn't doing that um but I you know it sounds way crisper now um I'm happy with it so we're gonna do this <laughs> after I've droned on for a minute about my mics. Um, but yeah, welcome back. I am just, I don't know what's up with me lately. I've just wanted to record in the absolute worst times in my schedule. I had all day to record today. I, I did go grocery shopping. I had lunch with my boyfriend. Um, but I had probably three hours to record. And I decided to record pretty close to when I had to leave to work, to, to go to work, to work a 12-hour shift. Okay. Typical me. Typical fucking me. But here I am. Because this all started because I started thinking about something and I just, I was writing about something. And honestly, I had a kind of a panicked moment last week where I was like, what am I going to make this week's episode about? What am I going to talk about? And I just, I started typing about this. I'm like, this is a really cool thing to talk about. And obviously I have a lot to say because I wrote like an essay <laughs> about this. Um, and it's things I've learned on my healing journey. Um, I feel like it's kind of trendy and like aesthetic to like be in these like journeys or like in your healing era, in your soft feminine era, blah, blah, blah. I sometimes wonder how much of that we see in social media is just fluff and how much healing is actually happening. I'm not saying that everyone that posts their healing journey isn't healing or anything like that. I, I, you know, I feel like I do watch, I do watch some of these, like, aesthetic, like, YouTube girls, and there's some of them I really like, because I'm like, yeah, they're doing it, and the stuff they're talking about, and the things they say, and them relating to, like, mistakes they've made, you can just kind of tell that they are being genuine, and they've genuinely, like, gone through some shit, um, and then there's some people I think that 
are just trying to be aesthetic because it's almost trendy. I I don't necessarily think it being trendy is a, the worst thing in the world that could be trendy because if anything, you know, at the bare minimum, it's bringing more attention to it, which is good. Maybe forcing more people, excuse me, um, to be aware of it. But anyway, I just, I wrote down some things I wanted to talk about. And honestly, I just given the time and, um, the length of my past episodes, I might make this one a little shorter just because I feel like I've been going really, really long and hardcore on my podcast and that's good sometimes, but that, you know, it doesn't always have to be the case. So, one of the things that I wrote down is, you cannot require an apology to move on. In the past, I'd always thought that I had to get closure from those who wronged me, traumatized me, or were even abusive to me in the past. Closure sometimes just has to happen within yourself. And it came to the point that I accepted that a majority of people who take the time to wrong you will never take the time to apologize to you or even understand what they did to you. This is like kind of a hard truth. I feel it. It was for me. Like, I, I'm pretty sure I've mentioned this before, but I'm, uh, you know, I can be a pretty Delulu person. I'm in my own fairyland and I just think that sometimes most people have good intentions or most people maybe see the world like I do. I'm no angel, but I feel like I definitely, I feel like I definitely try my best to like do good by people, you know, most of the time. I don't have malicious intent. Um, some people aren't like that. And I, I, it's, it's disappointing. It's a disappointing thing to accept, especially in the situation of maybe a close friendship that you have to move on from or Um, a relationship that is toxic and you have to break up and walk away. There might be moments where you're hesitating and there's these people that you really, really care about deeply. And here's the moment of truth where you're leaving and you almost kind of expect them to, like, be accepting of what's happening or mature about what's happening or you know, kind of offer you the same kindness that maybe you're offering them in the end and then you're met with, like, just as soon as you're not with that person anymore, as soon as you're not friends with that person anymore, they're, um, you know, they're, they flip. They're saying mean shit about you. They're making up shit about you. They're trying to spread any dirt on your name to not take accountability for anything that they've done. 
I never really understood exactly why people did that. I mean, the, the situation's between you and me. But you feel the need to go out and get the support, almost, of anyone you can as fast as you can. It must be some sort of defense mechanism. I, you know, maybe I've even done it too in the past. Probably. But... It sucks having that feeling of like, wow, they really do not care about me the way that I thought that they did or the way that I do. You know, I learned this especially with relatives that sometimes when you have something happen between you and another person, it just isn't going to resolve exactly like the movies. And sometimes you're going to have to just move on without them ever apologizing or ever taking accountability for what they did to you or recognizing it. It would be so wonderful for you and the other party or parties to have that conversation but a lot of people and I you know this can be someone of any age a lot of people don't want to become aware of their actions because if they are aware of their actions and understand the depth of what they do and their decisions and how they affect other people Oh, there's going to be a lot of weight there. There's going to be a lot of guilt there. I think for some people, it's just easier for them to be avoidant and to shove it in the deepest, darkest parts of their brain and never think about it and never be consciously aware of it and just keep doing that. And that you know, that scares me. That scares me. I don't ever want to be like that. And I think there's been points in times where I've slipped into doing that because it's very easy to do. And might I argue easier than being aware of your actions and taking accountability for them. Um... Yeah. <laughs> it's 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 a lot. I guess I'll move on to the second topic I talked about and it was um the best revenge is no revenge. So if you're anything like me, especially post breakup, you might be tempted to try and get maybe like a revenge body or maybe you are being a little crazy and want to sleep with your ex's roommate. <laughs> um, revenge is fun in theory, but rarely fulfilling. And here's why. Even if you are getting revenge, you are still allowing them to control your actions and you are giving them your energy. You put time, thought, and emotion into planning revenge and executing it. Way more than anyone 
who has wronged you deserves. Plus, it's way more satisfying to detach from them in the situation, move on, and watch how much that irritates them. So in a way, you can still kind of get revenge in a sense. This is like, I have, guys, let me tell you, and if there's anyone that knows me personally and has been friends with me for a long time that's listening to this podcast, or maybe someone that went to high school with me is listening to this podcast, you know that I have embarrassed myself multiple times trying to get revenge because in the media, in Carrie Underwood's songs, in Taylor Swift's songs, in um, movies, you know, in, in a lot of music, any music, especially written by women, there is this fantasy of slicing your cheating ex-boyfriend's truck tires and carving your name into his leather seats. <laughs> um, there is a fantasy of making him really regret what he did. And I almost feel like that's kind of like dangerous because most of that stuff for one is not legal. Most of that stuff if you do, you can't just be in court and be like, well, he cheated on me. A judge will look at you and be like, well, were you married? No. Well, it was legal for him to cheat on you, so you're going to jail. It doesn't even have to be that extreme. It could be as simple as, this is a good one. This is one I tried to do a lot, revenge bodies. I think about this and I cringe now because of how that's a bad idea for so many reasons. Reason number one, you should never, ever, ever start on a fitness journey or start doing fitness or getting into health and fitness in a way to make changes to your body for anyone but yourself. If you start a fitness journey for anyone but yourself, it is going to backfire, like majorly backfire in your face. It's, it never ends well. It's just not healthy and it's not sustainable. So trying to drop 30 pounds in two months so that you can make your ex regret their lives is not a good idea. It's not healthy. It's not sustainable. And it just, the, the thing that I really thought about and that I tried to hit home when like writing about this or now that I'm talking about it is, you know how much energy you're putting into doing that? You know how much energy and time I put into revenge or trying to get the last word or trying to get the last laugh in a situation, maybe in a breakup where my ex cheated on me or in a friendship where I got screwed over. It's like you get this idea in your mind that you're, you're going to teach them. You're going to teach them a lesson and they're going to be sorry. Actually, when you start <laughs> when you start doing stuff like that, it, it it almost kind of 
brings out the opposite reaction from who you're like beefing with. No, they're not going to be sorry. You're not going to make them sorry. They're going to go on the defensive, at least. They're going to go on the defensive. Maybe you do strike a chord with them and piss them off. They're just going to try and do you one better. And it goes on and on and on. And then all of a sudden, you're in this situation putting in way too much time, way too much energy, and maybe even they say something or you say something, someone takes things a little too far, and you got a really messy situation on your hands. The best possible thing that you can do, I think... is just move on. This can be hard to do, but if I were to give anyone any advice that I've learned in my healing journey, and from having to walk away from toxic friendships, toxic relationships, cut your ties and walk away, and don't look back. Do not look back. Do whatever you have to do. If you know they're going to shit post about you on their spam, on their finsta, go unfollow them. Go block it. Block their numbers. Block their... F- yeah. You know, that's the beautiful thing about social media. You can block people. Don't expose yourself to stuff that you know is going to get a rise, that you know is going to get a reaction out of you. At the end of the day, you're in charge of what goes into your life and what comes out of it. No one else. I didn't like that. I didn't like thinking about that or accepting that. Oh, she's saying this about me. Oh, she said that. Who cares? Who cares? Because every time that somebody does something and you are obviously not engaging with them or even taking the time to view what they're posting about you, it makes them look a hell of a lot worse than you. They look so much pettier and so much more immature than you do. But as soon as you engage and you're fighting, it's not... You both kind of just look dumb. And like I said, I have embarrassed myself doing this so many times. Fighting with girls. Fighting with ex-boyfriends. Fighting with whoever. And there's people texting you and egging it on. You need to accept that those people are not egging you on because they want you to win they're egging you on because they get entertainment out of what's going on that was another hard thing for me except assume that if you're beefing with someone and you post something on your story and they're swiping up saying shit to you in i would even push it to say 60 percent of those cases 
they're swiping up on the other person's story talking shit about you because they're entertained. Don't be someone's entertainment. Don't feed into that bullshit. Just don't. These people do not deserve your time or your energy. The best thing that you can do is deal with it internally. Talk to your therapist. Vent to your best friend about it. Vent to your boyfriend. Vent to your mom or your dad or your sister or your brother. Vent to someone you can trust, for one. Deal with it internally. Deal with it within your inner circle. And then you get all that anger out. You can process everything still. But you're not doing it publicly. You're not doing it for other people's entertainment. And then you can objectively look at the situation, detach from it, and move on with your life and not give a shit because nothing bothers someone who is rooting for your downfall more than you not giving a shit about what they have to say about you what they think of you or what other people think about you because they hold no power over you as soon as your their opinions on you stop mattering That is why I think the best revenge is no revenge. Can I say that I have, like, mastered this art? No. I literally think that, like, almost a year ago now, I was still doing this bullshit. Which is part of the reason why I have now officially deleted all my personal social media. Don't worry, all of the podcast social media is still up and running. But my personal accounts, I actually... I I deleted them. Permanently. I don't know. I feel like it just got to a point where... They weren't benefiting me anymore. I feel like I am to a point where social media stopped being fun. You know? And I was just talking to my boyfriend about this because he was like, hey, like, why did you all of a sudden decide to do all this? Because for the longest time I was like, I want, like, I want to do social media. Even if it's just, like, for fun and it's not a job, I want to do it. And I've always been like that. And it's always been something that I've kind of just done and maybe even enjoyed. But I just reached this point now where I. I don't feel like it's helping me. If anything, I think it's, um, maybe affecting me for the negative. Um, you know, kind of tying back into what I was talking about, 
I feel like a big part of like trying to get revenge or you know stuff like that it can be physical you know it can have nothing to do with social media but I feel like a lot of times with me social media has been involved because through social media you want to show them you know maybe you see that your ex is still lurking maybe you see that your ex best friend is still lurking and you want to show them how good you're doing without them I don't even necessarily think that makes you a petty or bad person. I think it's natural for a lot of us to get feelings like that, especially when someone's like royally screwed you over. Sometimes you just want them to feel a fraction of the hurt you felt. But it's just... It's this whole, like, toxic snowball effect, and it catches a lot of us in its snare, and it's caught me in a snare a lot. And I will tell you that looking back on some of the things that I have said to people, and done to people, and even maybe, like, really shitty people that kind of deserved it, maybe... I don't feel any better for it. Okay, I feel worse for it. Me getting back at them did not make me feel, like, amazing. It didn't feel make me feel like a goddess. It didn't make me feel like I have the upper hand. It made me feel like I sunk to even a lower level than them. And I know it's annoying when people are like, you don't want to stoop down to their level. You're better than that. You're angry. You're like, bitch, I don't want to be better than that. I want them to hurt. Which is valid, but you just have to find a different way to express that anger. One of the ways that I have found that have helped me a lot is if someone has hurt you and you're feeling vengeful you want them to know everything they did to you um but you know if you you know you can't sit down and have a mature conversation with them they're not going to take accountability for what they did maybe you're not even like talking to them anymore but you're still just not moving on One of my top recommendations, and this, you know, this has been confirmed by therapists, um, and by acquaintances and friends of mine that have also done this, um, write them a letter. Sometimes you need to, like, write it on a piece of paper. On multiple pieces of paper. Uh, Sometimes typing works, too. Uh, However you want to do it, write them a letter. As if you were going to send it to them. And go into detail. 
don't spare any truths go into detail talk about everything talk about everything they did to you talk about how it made you feel talk about what you're feeling now talk about how it has affected you short term and long term say everything that you would say to them if they had to sit in a room with you and they weren't allowed to talk and you were able to just say anything that you needed to say to move on. Now, there's a couple different directions you can go with this. I mean, my preference in the situation is to take my letters and to burn them. That physical act is just like, you know, you say sayonara, goodbye. And you just feel better. Um, maybe you can save them if you want and, you know, eventually give it to someone. Um, you could do that. A lot of times I feel like I spill so much vulnerability into those letters that I just, I never want to give them to the people that I'm writing to. You know, this is effective too if you... If you really want to get in there deep, <laughs> um, you can write to people that you know you've hurt. I find that to be very healing too. And write them apologies. Um, And then you kind of have a trade-off. Like, you get to get out those emotions that you feel towards people who have wronged you. And then to the people you've wronged, maybe you can unsaddle some guilt that you may or may not be feeling. Sometimes you just don't always get the chance to get revenge or to get the closure with that person that you need. And you just almost have to take it to your own hands and um, do what you need to do to move on. I think sometimes, I don't know, I think sometimes other people just move on or, and forget about it. And sometimes some of us are just left behind feeling these feelings about it. I don't know. I think some people are fortunate to have like the goldfish brain where they forget things and they just don't care anymore. And there, then there's people like me where I do have a goldfish brain in a way, you know, as in when I take count of all the stuff I need and then 15 minutes later I'm at the grocery store and I can't remember a single thing but when it comes to how people have hurt me and maybe this is the Pisces in me I don't know not to go there with astrology but I mean if if there was anyone that fits the description of a Pisces it'd probably be me but I you know I remember I do not forget I remember the tiniest shit that people did to me in 8th grade. I don't forget. That makes getting old, 
oh wow words that makes getting over grudges more difficult when you just seem to retain a lot of the bad shit really easily and i i kind of i kind of dove into this a little bit but the third thing that i wrote down was that you have to take accountability for the part you play in your own hurt and dissatisfaction. So this has been the worst part for me, especially if someone has really done me wrong. It's easy to sit back and blame all of your problems on those who have wronged you and stop taking accountability. I started to notice in my current relationship that I was constantly coming up with all these excuses. I did this because my mom did this to me, or my ex did this five years ago, so that's why I act like this, etc. I had done to him what had been done to me in the past. Knowing cause and effect of why you do things, or why you say things, or why you feel things, or have certain reactions is useful. But it's not an excuse to act in a, in a toxic way. Especially to those who love you. Really, ultimately, it's not acceptable to be toxic to anyone. But, you know, something that my boyfriend will say to me sometimes. Because I just, I have this defensive mechanism. Excuse me. I will just... If I feel like I'm getting blamed, I just get nasty. I just... My... My hunches are up. I'm in attack mode. I'm in fight or flight instantly. And he tells me sometimes, he says, We're on a team. You and I, <laughs> we're not enemies. We are not enemies. I just want to discuss this because I'm having feelings and I just want to be heard. And I just want to be validated. I just want a little accountability here to help me resolve maybe some of the, these things I'm feeling. And I just kind of, I want to shut down. That's, that's a big one to me. I want to shut down and stop talking and just disassociate. That That's one of my biggest issues is when I am threatened emotionally, I am gone. I'm in, a, I'm in a different dimension. And I stop hearing. And this is... Um, this is a mechanism that's learned as a child you you find ways to protect yourself as a child because you can't physically you can't physically do anything you in a lot of cases and this is this is really unfortunate in a lot of cases you don't feel like you can reach out for help You become a master 
of your mind and it becomes a labyrinth at a very young age. You learn to mask. You learn to lie. You learn to be believable. You learn to detach and do anything that you need to do to get through a traumatic moment. And if you grew up in a situation similar to mine, you learn to do that all the time. Because these traumatic situations were not just occurring once in a rare while, once a year. They were happening sometimes every day for weeks. And you just, you know, I, I just did what I had to do. And granted, that that's very sad and a lot of people can empathize with my situation, but I'm an adult now. You know, it's hard to find that balance where you are gentle with yourself and kind with yourself and you are loving to yourself, but you also are tough enough on yourself. You know, like I feel like that balance is one of the hardest things. It's like one of my greatest struggles because sometimes I'm like being too soft, being too gentle. Sometimes I'm not gentle enough. You know, in a case of me getting defensive like that, that's a moment where I don't want to take accountability. And, you know, this also kind of ties back into the revenge thing, too. When I said you, you, you play a part in your own hurt and dissatisfaction in life. And I feel like for people that struggle with mental illnesses and especially um, issues that sprout from trauma, you oh my, I mean, you are a victim. And you have to be gentle and understanding and kind to yourself because you went through that. But at the same time, that isn't just like make your relationships an emotional free-for-all. You have to keep yourself in tow because a lot of the times the people that traumatize you are people that were hurt so badly that they no longer felt like they had to take accountability for their actions because they were hurt so bad. And they felt that anything that they did to other people could never be worse than what they went through. And it hits me sometimes where I'm like, I don't want to, I, I can't be like that. Because everyone that hurt me was like that and had that victim mindset where, you know, the world is just against me and I have terrible luck and everybody leaves me and no one ever stays and... I, no one loves me and 
you know, on and on and on. But you are accountable for some of that hurt and what that hurt has brought on to you to a certain point because you are the one that has to choose to heal from it and work on it and try and move forward. And that is a process that can take years. And sometimes looking at that from an objective viewpoint, it, it just it sometimes is easier to just be and just react how you react and say this is who I am. That was another big one for me when it came to taking accountability. That was my excuse. This is just who I am. If you don't like it, there's the door. Bullshit. <laughs> Sorry, but bullshit. And I hated that I have actually said those words. I said those exact words to someone very close to me one time during kind of a heated conversation. And it was something that I heard an abuser of mine say once. You know, my boyfriend always says it's uh, hurt people hurt people. Every single person that has hurt you has probably experienced something in their lifetime that was very traumatic. I mean, some people are just like, I have met people that are just like shit people and they have like really maybe like really spoiled pampered lives but even then I would like to point out even as I say that I think about it I'm like well you know I've known really spoiled pampered people that are really shitty people and that did really shitty things that I really didn't agree with and that were just wrong but you know they grew up in a lot of money they could maybe have any car they wanted any clothes they wanted but for example, when they needed a father, when they needed a dad, someone to support them in their times of struggle, someone to comfort them, maybe they didn't have one. Maybe their dad was out drinking. Maybe their dad was having an affair on their mom and they knew that, but they couldn't tell their mom and their mom didn't know and they're in this like awful position that's just causing psychological wreckage sometimes you don't even know why someone's an asshole but usually there is some reason why and usually it's it, it's not you know, it, it's something tough. Something maybe traumatic that they just haven't worked through or maybe aren't aware of how much it's affecting them. Some people just never have that awareness. 
I think they just block it out. But that's something to consider, I think, when you're trying to move on to maybe people hurting you. You know, I'm not sitting here trying to make excuses, but at the same time, I'm just, you know, I'm giving you maybe an unconventional viewpoint. You know, by all means, take care of yourself, protect yourself. Don't stay in a situation just because someone has, like, you know, shit going on. I... In my abusive relationship with my ex, I he probably had more trauma and more awful, awful things happen to him than anyone I, I have ever met. Just terrible. And I felt terrible. And I really empathized with that situation. But still how he treated me was not appropriate and it was abusive. And there's really no excuse for it. So the flip side is with me as well. So when I am experiencing a fight or flight reaction or I'm getting defensive or I'm getting angry and I'm talking to someone wrong, I'm getting verbal, I'm getting mean. It doesn't matter what I went through or what I have or what I did. I don't need to be acting that way. And this is what my boyfriend actually said to me the other day. And it just... It really sank its teeth in me. Because it. he said... I'm trying to think of how he worded it that when I am being maybe verbal or I'm acting in a wrong way he said there's all kinds of reasons why valid reasons why I'm acting that way trauma mental illness anxiety Whatever it is. But he said to him. In that moment. None of that changes how I make him feel in that moment. No matter what. Because if I'm being verbal. If I'm being wrong. It's still going to hurt him. You know. It's not just like a, a get out of jail free card where you're just like oh sorry I you know I screamed at you because I was in fight or flight and then he's like oh got it I you know feelings out the window bye don't feel anything all good shit does not work that way You know, I had a friendship that I had to leave. And I I feel like maybe I reference this friendship a lot because this friendship with this girl, she, you know, I think about her sometimes because it just, it wasn't a super long friendship. 
but there was moments where she was there for me when I just didn't know who else to go to. And there was parts of our friendship I valued very much. And it was one of those friendships that even though it was just not good, it just was, it was very difficult for me to walk away. Um, I, I don't want to say the mental illness that she struggled with. I don't really feel like that'd be appropriate here. And I definitely don't want to sound like I'm boxing anyone in. You know, if you have this mental illness or whatever. So I'm just going to kind of talk about what, you know, what maybe some of her symptoms were like. And it, it can be very, it, it can be very challenging to be friends with anyone with a mental illness. And I'm difficult to be friends with for different reasons. Uh, some of the same reasons, actually, but... You know, she just, first of all, I mean, one of the things that bothered me the most was maybe not so much how she treated me at first, but how she chose to treat other people sometimes. Just very aggressive, um, very, very, very quick to be defensive, and very quick to get mean, and maybe say things that she shouldn't have said. I didn't like that. It seemed like she oftentimes had to have the saddest story in the room. Kind of. I, I guess that's the best way I can describe it. You know, it's nice to have people that relate to your issues and like it's nice to have someone that like understands um but it's not nice when someone says yeah I had that but worse with everything not just one or two things you know I would say that still be quite valid everyone's experience is different but they make a point that everything that they experience, you know, they experience what you experienced and more and worse and you, you just don't understand. I worked way too hard trying to get this friend to like take accountability for her, her own misery in a way. At the end of the day, she was very miserable. And she just was kind of like shitting all over her own life. And, you know, for me, I'm like, well, at some point you got to wake up and stop doing it. But in this friendship, I think I unfortunately realized that sometimes you just never wake up. You just continue to be and act however you want. And it got to the point where she just was, I don't know. I, I don't even remember exactly how it ended, but it just came to the point where she was kind of like, I think, getting jealous of 
like me having other friendships and like me doing other things and me kind of going in a different direction maybe jealousy wasn't the right word but it definitely it seemed to get some like angry reactions out of her and I I had to walk away and it was tough You know, I would almost push it to say that there's a certain point where some people just walk away. Some people um, just drift apart. But if you feel like people are constantly leaving... And never wanting to stay. I would say that my best advice is that it's time to take a look inward. It's time to take note of yourself. And maybe... Maybe you don't want to hear it. But I mean, if you really want to get better, it wouldn't hurt. One of the hardest things that I did on this like healing journey... Um, was I reached out to some people that I know that I was kind of a piece of shit to in the past. And I was like, what did I do? How did I make you feel? I've actually repaired some relationships and some wounds and some old friendships because I did that. And I heard some stuff that I didn't like. And instantly maybe you didn't want to agree with so much. But it's all part of it. It's all part of it. Well, honestly, um, I think that's all I have here. And that's mainly what I wanted to talk about today. Um, just to touch on a couple things before I check out here. Um, I just... I, man, I don't want to get all sappy and be annoying, but I just also want to um, give some appreciation to everyone that's supporting the podcast. Um, you know, I'm just loving every second of this. I love doing this so, so much, and I, you know, I'm just pleasantly surprised when I get to look at my analytics and see that there's not just people in the United States and across the United States listening to my podcast, but people all over the world are checking in and downloading like more than one episode and I'm not scaring you away with my rambles and weirdness. And um, I just thank you. Thank you for supporting me. Thank you for being here. I hope that some of my unconventional stories, opinions, thoughts, feelings, um, maybe made you feel a little more heard and, um, you know, if I, if I'm white noise while you cook dinner or do your dishes, that, that's cool too. That is cool too. I, if I help you get some shitty chores done, that's that's good too. <laughs> Either way, 
I just want to say thank you for being here. Um, I hope you guys have a wonderful rest of your week. And I will see you next Friday.